Welcome to Time Out for Anesthesia. In these episodes, you'll hear a variety of experts discuss data, analytics, and strategies that can help you modernize and empower your anesthesia practice. We want this podcast to really benefit you, so if you have any questions or a specific topic you'd like Time Out to discuss, you can email us at timeout at grapheumhealth.com. Enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Time Out for Anesthesia. We are welcoming a guest that I'm actually really excited to have on uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, Graphium does some work with uh, Imagine. And um, so we're super excited. But I'm also excited because um, Courtney, who we have on today, is just a really cool person. Um, so, So I'm excited for you guys to meet her. Courtney, welcome to the show. Um, take a second and tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been with Imagine and what's your role? Yeah. Hey, uh, Courtney Franco, or if you want, Franco, whichever you prefer, right? Muy bien. Um, uh, no, I've been with Imagine for nine and a half years, so I can't believe it's coming up on a decade. Um, VP of sales. So I oversee our outside sales team. So we're targeting, you know, the four hospital-based specialties um, that the platform performs really well with, as well as uh, third-party billing company clients. Fantastic. So almost a decade. Um, I don't look that old, right? Well, I was going to say, did you start when you were like 15? How did you... That's illegal. Um, no, <laughs> you do. Only in some countries. Yeah, I was and kidding. thank you for gracing our show with your presence. Um, so before that, what take us back a little bit. So uh, nine and a half years, what were you doing before Imagine? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, some various um, experiences in my life kind of brought me right to this moment. So I had my insurance licenses. Um, So I was uh, selling health and life. And then I also worked for a TPA, a third party administrator for self-funded health and welfare plans um, where, you know, they're the ones doing the adjudication of the claims for private plans. Uh, And then I also worked for a pathologist and worked in the billings and collections department in a former in a former life. So all of those experiences kind of came together to put me here at Imagine um, and it was a great fit. I mean, I was, um, you know, one of the producers for many, many years and then kind of moved more into a role where I was being mentored by our VP of sales to, to take over the team and did that about three years ago. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's an awesome, that's an awesome career. So lots of sales. Um, and it seems, uh, from, from what I can tell anyway, uh, it seems like you are just the perfect fit. So uh, congratulations on a good career. Um, tell us, going. tell us, I've got time. <laughs> like, don't, like that sounded a like a longer. retirement party. Like, <laughs> and I wish you a long and illustrious <laughs> continued career, um, with imagine and speaking of, tell us a little bit more about imagine imagine works in, uh, healthcare billing and revenue cycle management. Tell us a little bit more about what imagine does. 
Yeah. So I think an important distinction for Imagine in the marketplace is the fact that we do not provide any billing services, right? So okay. we are we are solely a software provider. We support the hospital-based specialties. So anesthesia, radiology, pathology, and emergency medicine. Um, Imagine performs really well in high volume, complex situations. So not necessarily the right platform for maybe a primary care physician, um, but definitely for, you know, anesthesia, which I think is the most complex of all. Um, And then we also serve as the enterprise backbone for third-party billing services. So we have many clients that are third-party billing companies that provide that service of billing um, to those hospital-based specialties. And so we support them. Overall, like I said, my team will uh, go out and directly pursue those four specialties plus the billing companies. But the platform through our third-party billing companies is used for 26 different specialties. So really scalable, um, allows for a lot of flexibility, especially for those billing company clients who you know, are trying to, they can't be so singularly focused anymore. They really have to diversify their own business. Got it. Um, that's you're you're singing a lot of our tune. I think what we experience a lot of times is that there is no such thing as a typical anesthesia group. Um, and when we when we when we dive into the way any given group runs their business, it's all they they all seem to be very good solutions that are all working for them, but they're all very very different. And inside of those variations, though you have them governed by the same rules and regulations and CMS and macra and whatever other alphabets out there. Uh Um, And so I would imagine that you guys have a lot of insight into uh, the regulations that start to enter into the equation when we think about revenue cycle management um, inside of the healthcare world. And specifically, I wanted to bring up this topic today, and we've talked about it before, um, and that is kind of the importance of accuracy um, and clarity and um, efficiency, and especially, of course, precious to our hearts is reporting um, when when we talk about uh, revenue cycle and kind of from imagine in your own uh, personal perspectives, how important are those things? Yeah, I mean, the, there are two areas in which we give um, clients a lot of options in Imagine. One is payment posting, right? Because everybody wants to get paid. Um, it's kind of what makes the world go around. So we give them every different opportunity to try to post payments to the system. Um, but then secondly, um, is also reporting, right? So in the box with Imagine come four different reporting packages, and that's just included in the product suite. Um And then we also have two uh, product offerings for reporting that sit outside of the product suite. One is a true business analytics tool that they can build their own reports and really get into that data mining that, you know, a data analyst would be interested in. Um, Or secondly, uh, our dashboarding product, which is really an executive style dashboard that allows for super specific drill throughs um, and able to get into some of that data behind the scenes. You know, we we at Imagine hosted a series of, of panels, um, expert panels, I guess, through COVID as we were all kind of desperate for interaction with our peers, right? And yet still sitting behind uh, these monitors. 
but I moderated some of those uh, or all of them. And um, one of the most interesting topics I thought that came out of that is that um, our clients could no longer, uh, I'm trying to think of how they said this, they could no longer kind of sit on their laurels and just look back at the month before them uh, of reporting. Now in COVID, you know, so many of our clients are tied to that reimbursement. Well, radiology, pathology, anesthesia, all of those kind of elective procedures that dropped off during that time, when the procedure stopped, the the receivables stopped, right? So right. their cash flow was severely impacted um, and no longer was looking at reporting at month end, like okay, right? So now we're looking at daily reports. What should we be expecting to come in from a revenue standpoint? Um, when is that going to hit? Reconciling that with the bank. Um, so the the call for um, more in-depth and specialized reporting really was kind of birthed during that COVID period um, where clients just needed more real-time analytics on what to expect and, and where their production should be and what they could expect to get reimbursed. And that is such, that's such a valuable thought that I hadn't even, I don't know why, maybe I'm a little <laughs> slow on the uptake sometimes, but I haven't, hadn't even processed the importance of taking data from back beyond COVID because the, the months where COVID is spiking, um, especially when like elective surgeries are shut down, um, does not represent an accurate doesn't give an accurate depiction of what the practice actually does on a normal basis, right? And the longer COVID went on, the more important that that became. Um, <clears throat> that's, a, that's, that's a fantastic point. I'm going to have to think about that a lot. Um, but I also think, you know, one, one thing that uh, from our perspective that anesthesia providers and anesthesia groups deal with uh, is the idea of remaining competitive and going out and winning contracts, winning bids, um, at new facilities or in new organizations, things like that. And if all they have to rely on is last month's data when there were no elective surgeries, how would they remain competitive? And I would imagine that Imagine has a lot has a lot to offer as far as, hey, here's some insights that you could use to go and win contracts. Uh, yeah, to- so absolutely. Not only that, but also... Um, yes, contracts are important. And yes, um, having the data in order to undergo um, meaningful payer negotiations are, um, are, are important, but also some of the reporting that we have that revolves around how things should be staffed, um, right? Based on right. how busy the ORs are or the surgery centers that they're, that they're working in. Um, so a lot of that reporting, especially, you know, in conjunction with y'all and our two platforms, just really gives the the practice a holistic view and and gives them the data in order to make decisions, right? So the challenge with reporting, um, you know, being in the software space, you know, everyone says, you know, shoots their hand up and they're like, wait, when, when do we get trained on reporting? When do we get trained on reporting? And the real question is, and I've heard our implementation team say it time and time again, is, what questions are you trying to answer? Because training, reporting is only as good as identifying the questions that you're trying to answer. Right. Right. So, and, and then what, and then what, which one of the many reporting platforms that we have is going to 
best illustrate that answer for you? Um, and then what do you want to do with that data, right? Like what, you know, it's kind of like a, a, a taking a COVID test. If you're not feeling well, maybe, maybe you're like a shut in to begin with, right? Uh, or you're one of my sales guys and you're remote and you're like just hanging out at home anyways, and you start not feeling well. Um, and you're like, gosh, I wonder if I have COVID. Well, what are you going to do with that information? Right. So right. The, the answer is, yeah, you should probably find out, but then, but then how you act on it is also just as important. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and I think um, to borrow an adage from, um, from our chief medical officer, Dr. Zavaleta, um, who will be around uh, shortly, probably in an episode with you in the future. Um, <clears throat> uh, but one of the things he talks about when he talks about data is when you look through the room, if you, if you pulled a room of doctors and asked who in here is above average, all of them would raise their hands. Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely am above average. Well, that, that can't be true, right? Um, and unfortunately, when we bring data into the conversation, like you're talking about, somebody's going to find out that they're below average and that could cause friction unless we've already developed a really good mindset. Like you're talking about, no, there's something we're going to do with this data. Right. And maybe, maybe my start times are a little bit late. Maybe when I'm doing first cases, I do need to get to the OR a little bit more promptly. No big deal. Now I have actual data to act on. And the nice thing about data is it doesn't lie. And it's not biased. It's not trying to hurt your feelings. It doesn't, it doesn't have that ability, right? So, um, and that's one of the most powerful things about uh, the data that you guys are providing is um, the ability to see things, have a source of truth, and then be able to make it actionable and trust that the steps that you're taking are actually uh, data-driven. Yeah. It's hugely it valuable. That's so powerful, right? And and so since I lead the sales team, most of the time I'm the one facilitating demos for prospective clients, um, or at least sitting in on them, just so I can spy on my team and see how they're doing. Um, I promise, I'm maybe not that much fiction control freak. At any rate, um, you know, we had a demo just this last Friday, so it's Tuesday, just this last Friday, and. Um, and I was shocked. Number one, anesthesia is a, is a very paper-driven specialty, right? And I know that y'all are trying to change that and we're like all for the change and we're there trying to help um, kind of push the product out and, and get folks kind of up to speed, uh, just up to speed with all the other hospital-based specialties. Um, but they, they had to say that they had no level of confidence in the data that their platform was producing is an understatement. Like they, the, the questions that, so if I spend an hour and a half on a traditional demo, um, I typically save, you know, the last 15 minutes, 20 minutes for reporting. They wanted me to just breeze through the platform and get right to the reporting because the level of, con they had zero confidence in their reporting that they were able to make meaningful decisions around their financials around their staff productivity, around their doctor's productivity, uh, just around claim volume. Like they weren't even, they weren't even confident in the reports that the system was producing that shows their claims because they know what they get from the hospital versus what they're inputting, which is terrifying to think right. there might be some black hole out there where that Delta is going. And like, it's just, 
it, to your point earlier, when you've seen one anesthesia practice, you've seen one anesthesia practice, <laughs> right. they're all wholly different from one another. But on the positive side about all of that is there's a place to put that data where all of a sudden you can get some confidence in it and you can figure out good answers um, and imagine such a great player in that space right now. Right. Like, yes, you want to know about the provider productivity, but let's talk about the fact that, you know, in this post COVID environment, um, you know, I know we're on kind of a hybrid model here where our team spends three days in the office, two days at home, and you can kind of, you know, juggle those around however it best fits your work-life balance for that week. Um, uh, Imagine actually measures staff productivity in three areas, uh, charge posting, payment posting, and and AR follow-up. So, and it does so not only on a summary basis, so you could see, you know, what their input into the application is, but it also measures it on a time basis. So that, you know, let, let's think about, um, you know, I'll just, you know, a single mom at home um, and maybe their child had COVID. So now they're at home for two weeks, right? And they're trying to play that homeschooling like bridge um, right. which so many of us were challenged with over the last yes. two and a half years. <laughs> uh, and thank goodness my kids are in preschool and I'm not responsible for any more than ABCs and numbers. Oof, that would be <laughs> really tough. Um, but, you know, you can actually see, you know, when that employee has logged onto the system um, so that, you know, maybe that single mom is getting up bright and early, you know, five o'clock working until eight or nine, then putting the time in with the child, you know, taking the lunch, working then, and then coming back after five and working. It's just a really good opportunity to see how hard your staff is working, because I I promise you, if they're still in the space, they're working really hard for your practice um, and they love what they do. So imagine is just, we're there to capture all of that data um, and, and empower people with it. That's great. I think I would love to talk to you on a future episode um, about the positive things that can that data can do for the individual health healthcare provider. Because um, I think I, I think a lot of people approach data and they're like, "Oh, great, another thing, another thing that's going to be my tattletale, and another thing that's going to be watching me, and things like that." But if we can change the perspective into, "No, you're a wonderful healthcare provider. This is your chance to prove it." Um, I think we change the story to something better. Um, and I think, and I, and I think that's the direction that data has been moving. I think that comes from previously, it was used that way, right. Um, as some kind of big brother thing, but now that we have more data points and we can get them into these, um, sophisticated systems, but extremely usable systems, all of a sudden we can paint better pictures, I think. And I think that's, I think we're telling a more compelling story. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Data, you know, I, people are data hungry. I mean, I don't know if you, you have an Apple watch, I have an aura ring, like, you know, I'm a data junkie. Like I want to know how well I slept that night. I want to know how many steps I did, how many calories I burnt, you know? So it, and the practice is no different, right. And especially as it comes down to being competitive in the landscape, knowing where you are against national and local benchmarks is super meaningful. Um, knowing and being able to provide the facilities that you service with uh, metrics around your service to, to 
just solidify your value to them and the relationship that you have. Um, and then to use some of that data um, to, to assist in, in payer negotiations and, and contracts and all that good stuff, it, it all benefits the patient when the entire ecosystem works well together. Um, right. And so as the billing application, we're kind of, you know, the hub for all of that. We try to ingest as much data as we can um, and then turn that back around and, and make it usable and applicable um, in all those various scenarios. Right. Awesome. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I'm hoping to have you back really soon. Um, so awesome. hopefully you're up for that. <laughs> for sure. Um, but I really appreciate your time. We love working with Imagine. Um, so hope to talk to you soon. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks, David. Take care. Bye.